0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined as always by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And Scott, there's a new Gears of War game out. There's a bunch of other games with updates. The NFL season is going on, but we have something a little more important to focus on at the moment, and we kind of got to get into it because the last few days as of this recording have been a little bit insane.
1: Yeah, a lot of spoilers to go over.
0: Yeah. So before we do dive into those uh, seemingly never-ending spoilers, which we're not complaining about, don't get me wrong, uh, there was a little bit of additional news for something down the pipe a little bit that uh, everybody may be interested in at this stage, and that is that we actually got a little bit more detail about what the Energon Invitational is actually going to look like. specifically. We have at least a preliminary schedule for the last chance qualifiers, which are going to take place on Friday of the event. And then we also have what's going to happen on Saturday, the first day of the invitational. Specifically, we're going to have a set of constructed rounds followed up by a set of sealed rounds. So, it seems to be causing a whole lot of discussion. There's a spawned a whole bunch of threads, whether people, how people feel about it, what their thoughts are on it. So what were, where are your initial thoughts now that we have a multi-format event, Scott?
1: Um, let me start with the LCQs. So, sure. um, I think you're going to start every hour and if you go four zero, so, um, there'll be yes. a lot of chances to qualify. So, um, keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> that's the first aspect. So in terms of the split format, um, I mean, I think we knew it was going to be a split format. If you go back and listen to our interview with drew, he was pretty, I mean, it, it was, it have, was not
0: quite the worst kept secret. <laughs>
1: but. I mean, you don't have to read that much in between the lines to figure it right. out. I mean, he said multiple times that he felt that, uh, multi-format events determine the best player. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch to realize that there was going to be a multi-event in the, there. So anyone that's complaining, all right. So, all right. To <laughs> <sighs> trying to be anyone more that's political about it. Didn't know, didn't... <laughs> if anyone's complaining because it's a multi-format event, didn't listen to the information that was out there. So there's that right. aspect of it. So if, if, if the simple fact that it is a multi-format event is upsetting people, then they just, again, we're not taking in the, the stuff that's out there. And I mean, I don't know
0: what to tell you. Well, and that being said, I do think that you're allowed to prefer one or the other. But like you said, Scott, it if it wasn't the worst kept secret, it, it was it was at least out there. There was information to give you that idea.
1: And in fairness, unless you're a new listener, you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't also listen to that. In all likelihood,
0: right. So there's also that aspect. So I'm
1: probably preaching to the choir on that one, right? Um, secondly. If you prefer draft over sealed and would have preferred that those three rounds be draft, I can understand that to an extent. Mm -hmm. But without taking up a lot of time, and I didn't run a lot of numbers on this, I can tell you draft in this game would have been worse than sealed. Because the way draft works is it's essentially... And I'm just gonna use magic terms. It's a it's a Rochester draft, i.e., open faced
0: for the so everybody, Everybody sees what everyone else is drafting, it's not hidden.
1: On the character side, which means yes. if it was the same lore of packs, and I believe it is, you and let's just let's just assume for argument's sake, it was a six person pod. Which means all thirty-six characters would have been opened first. And then quote, randomly it would have been determined who got first pick all the way down to sixth pick and then six would have chosen again in, in a typical snake draft format right if you ever played fantasy football snake draft format so would you rather give somebody first pick out of 36 characters or randomly first pick out of six characters which is essentially what sealed deck is
0: Additionally, and you mentioned this offline, Scott, and you may have, not to cut you off if you were getting to this, yeah. I think yeah. it, it would have been, <laughs> to put it bluntly, a logistical nightmare to try and organize that many different pods at the event the first time around. Like, nobody, I take that back. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who have drafted. I highly doubt that every person that's going to be attending the Invitational has drafted before.
1: Correct, and... And you need stricter judges to help people out just to make sure things are progressing correctly. Absolutely. And as somebody that's been in many draft tournaments, it's a timed event where somebody sits on the mic and says, okay, everyone take your first, like, I'll just shorten it. Like, take your first pick, 10 seconds later, take your second pick, things like that. And they literally count
0: it down. He's not making that up.
1: (laughs) And anytime there's a delay because one table all the way in the back is messing something up, the whole thing shuts down until that table is fixed.
0: Anytime you've opened a pack and you thought something was weird, you're like, oh, that's weird, and then you just stuff it in your bag because, you know, you picked up one pack from the store or whatever, or you open your prize packs. No, the whole event stops to figure out what's going on.
1: Right. But the big thing for me mathematically is people complaining about the quality of like, (laughs) oh, this person, you know, my opponents are all going to have super rares. My opponents are all going to have these insane cards. They would have... Better cards if you were drafting, because you would just have more opportunities to take the insane card you think is so insane, and unstoppable. That they would have a six times number of chances to get that,
0: and then randomly that
1: person would pick first.
0: Additionally, that's not factoring in again. All, many whoop. Our co-hosts are very excited about this as well. <laughs> um, uh oh. One of the other pieces is that, as I had said earlier. Many people have probably never drafted full stop, let alone for this game. There's a lot of skill that goes into playing limited, whether it's sealed or draft. And having a weaker player or somebody unfamiliar with a format or anything like that can drastically influence a draft. And, And it's not always, you know, they feed every, the people next to them really good stuff. They could just be taking things at random and then the whole table ends up all out of whack sort of thing. It gets weird. We'll put it that way.
1: Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say is because we get we'll, we'll talk about this as a length in other mm. shows.
0: Yes, of course. It's a one
1: day nine round event where only three of them are limited, and only the top eight moves on to that day two. Now, top thirty two get prizes. That's that's let's leave that aside for a second. But the top eight that get on to day two is really all anybody cares about, right? Absolutely. So. At Gen Con, there was a 78-person tournament and only eight people qualified on day one. So I think you should probably worry more about those six rounds of constructed and how you're going to treat – or what is is it? Six Six rounds of constructed and how you're going to treat them because only a fourth of the field that even made uh, day two at Gen Con. And I don't know what – and I I don't – well, I guess I could figure out what percentage of them actually made top eight of the actual open in the end? I can tell you it was low. Right, being one of them. Um. So I mean, you're not going to have that luxury anymore of playing in multiple qualifiers. Yes, yeah, so, this, is, this is it. So to think that it's all luck, I, I don't like because of there's three rounds of sealed deck. I just, don't even have a, I just don't even have a response.
0: Now, of, of course, there's going to be someone who does open the nuts or somebody who opens hot garbage because there, there is randomness in the packs, but everybody's there because they qualified through all these things. We're going to assume that everybody there is a competent player. You need to be able to pilot what's handed to you at a proficient level. Somebody, I've seen plenty of people in other games, myself included, open bonkers sealed pools and then just punt it into the sun. It happens, and I think a lot of people have been focusing primarily on constructed with for good reason, and they may not necessarily just because they started six zero go three zero in the sealed portion. But since we had I brought up the football season. Let don't worry about the playoffs in week two and <laughs> week right. three. You know you got to get there first, and then you address the next piece. I'm not saying don't prepare for that, but. You know, you, you do have six rounds of Constructed to worry about first.
1: The only argument I've seen that's salient mm-hmm. is really good commons at the character slot in Siege 1. But as we're going to go over today, we've seen really good commons in the commons slot in Siege
0: 2. Yeah, <laughs> funny story. So,
1: so I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. And obviously, this talk has died down since the since the spoiler started. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... I think some of that has been alleviated and I was told I brought I brought this concern up to certain people and was told it's not going to be as much of a factor when you factor Siege 2 in and I can tell you that based on the comments I've seen so far, I would agree with that assessment. Yeah. Um, so I'm not super worried about that but the, other, the last thing I'll say is I've been playing in Steel Deck tournaments since 1990
0: something and Scott, that was a last t- century. Let- <laughs> <laughs> a lot
1: of t- a lot of times, especially in 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 certain games, the good players like still made the finals of the sealed events just as much as they did in the constructed events. Right. So, like, uh, in all honesty, I just be- I, I understand people's concern, but I don't think it's warranted.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I fall into the camp that you had described earlier that I personally prefer draft. I can accept the limitations as it would be, both for this event and in this game, why it's going to be sealed. And as you said earlier and highlighted that the fact of the matter is, is this was probably always on the table even before any of the information from the Wizards of the Coast team came out. And then they only reinforced it by all the things that they had said. They've frequently said that Siege 1 and Siege 2 work real well together. You know? Yeah. And to your point that some of the concerns that people had, they seem to be smoothing out. So, and we'll, we'll be getting into them shortly, which by the way, <laughs> we're telling you right now, this will probably get split into two. So tune in right afterwards for the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And... There's a much higher percentage chance of you calling the metagame wrong and showing up with a bad constructed deck than yeah. there is you opening up a really unplayable limited deck, in my opinion.
0: That's what it seems like so far. Because uh, there's going to be a lot, again, we're right up against, as we said before, where just as leading into Gen Con, there's not going to be a whole lot of time to get f- yourself familiar with the whole new set as well as how it interacts with the existing ones. Right. So uh, any other thoughts on the Invitational, at least this little blurb that we got right now, Scott? Or are you ready to dive into the, the spoilers? I have more thoughts, but
1: for the sake of time, I will I will save them.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we'll come back to it as we get more details and yeah. as other topics come up. So we're going to start off with the battle cards. These are basically in alphabetical order uh, as opposed to any other sequence and then we're going to move into the bot cards in a later section again it'll probably get split into an independent show so definitely check us out next time for that uh the first one up on the list is acute reflexes uh it's a white pip utility that provides focus one and when the upgraded character battles and you flip at least one white pip it gets plus one attack plus one defense until the end of the battle uh i think you would mention this on twitter scott but it's there seems to be more of an emphasis overall in this set on white pips.
1: Yes, by the time you hear this, you'll see two more spoilers from us that focus on them as well, or peripherally focus on them. I think that's part of what people aren't understanding. I'm not talking yes. like
0: they don't literally mirage, have white mirage. pip references on yeah. them,
1: not like mirage ability. I'm just like like a lot of things key off of flipping things in a specific order or flipping a specific type of thing that you would not normally. Have like n- nothing says like flip one orange and do X like you know something you would obviously have in your deck like it's more complicated than that so in my opinion it leads you down the white path right um so yeah so like this this card is an enabler for those types of things in a roundabout way as well as bold or anything that would key off defense tough wood as well right now we've already simply helping you attack or defend.
0: Right, although it does do that because we have seen already the the influence that the focus on General Optimus, old General Optimus, spoiler alert for later, uh, and we were eventually going to get a upgrade that provides focus. And do you feel that this one's making a constructed splash since we now are going to be more consciously aware of limited? Is that where you're anticipating it, or are you thinking this is going to be a sealed all star?
1: I mean, it's definitely going to be a sealed all-star. Um, it has no—you get no static buff, right? Correct. In the focus. Correct. I mean, obviously, the plus one defense is worth a card that's been established. The plus one attack is not worth a card. Um. So. I think in mixed pip's decks, this has an outside chance of making it. I just don't think it'll ever probably, in the end, would be like in your pile of, I'd like to play this card, but it's probably just not good enough.
0: I feel like this is often going to be card number 41 through 43, where right. I'm going to end up putting it down on a list that I'm writing up, and then as I'm shaving cards here, cutting cards there, it's going to end up still in the binder or in the box. Because it feels like it should be really powerful, the focus going to dig for those white pips, so it's, I air quotes, always have the plus one plus one, but you're not really going to always have it, you know, it unless you're playing an inordinate amount of white pips, which, yes, this is a white pip to begin with, so I think the math is going to get weird as we are, even though these mixed pip builds are becoming more popular, And the uh, people like you, Scott, are figuring out all the math on it for the appropriate way to structure them. I personally still, maybe it's old school thinking, but I'm still leaning towards the more purist view. And it's hard for me to justify cutting other blanks or other white pips that I really want in favor of this, at least right now.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think if you look at it from, an this takes up my upgrade slot for the turn and... My utility slot is generally, for lack of a better term, more more utility. <laughs> um, you don't say. <laughs> um, just like more splashy effects, let's just put it that yeah. way. Um, I just don't think this is quote cool enough compared to other options.
0: It almost feels like I really like focus, uh, as I was saying about General Optimus, and I like the idea of the focus ability in general, but I kind of want it to be innate to the character in this case i guess it's half a card because you do get other effects it's not literally just focus one but it may need to do just a hair more but it's something i want to keep an eye on because we are going to see when we get to the characters that there are a number of ones like you said that they're looking for specific things giving them focus is only going to help them
1: but it's when they're looking for it and not every character is during combat Correct. A lot of them are, but not every single
0: one. Of course, yeah. And there's definitely going to be times where, well, that focus doesn't help you when you're trying to transform in the middle of a turn. Right, right. So, uh, anything else you wanted to bring up about acute reflexes? Nope. Sounds good. And we will move on from there to backfire. So, this is one of the new secret actions. And it's actually, basically, well, it is a Decepticon secret action. It's a blue pip You reveal it when one of your Decepticons defends, and when revealed, do damage to the attacker equal to the number of upgrades on that attacker. Now, you could score a free KO via this card, air quotes, free, but I'm honestly anticipating this is often going to be a secret action zap. Now, blue zaps haven't really been earth-shattering up to this stage, the fact that it's a secret action and you're doing this all on your opponent's turn can matter, and clearly it could scale. And again, spoiler for later on, we're going to see probably a few more upgrades on individual characters than you might have before. But are you expecting this thing to have a huge splash, Scott?
1: Cyborg's only maybe against cars. Um, definitely against certain upgrade heavy decks that want to play like, you know, some of the, I don't know what they're called, like, whatever, Attack Drone and Padded Armor or whatever they're whatever I think you would, it
0: was, it. you or somebody had called them like the the collection upgrades, because yeah. you like, yeah. you collect them over the course of the game. Um, I don't know if there's, there's actually a name for that grouping, but I get what you're saying. I mean, the way I look at this is like, you want to <laughs> treat this as like marksmanship
1: for through whatever you're going to play and like, I don't know that that's, it's not targeted, like it's going to be up to your opponent because yep. whoever they attack with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see Shockwave running this as a one of main deck, um, but in general, I think like it's going to be very specific sideboard until we see other cards that want to key off things like this.
0: I would agree. I I don't really have much to add on this one so we can move on. It, it just seems like it, it's so narrow that I have a hard time envisioning it making a whole lot of main decks at least yeah. again right now we're still early on uh one of the other recent reveals is conversion engine now this is another utility another white pip utility it provides one static attack you can only put it on a character that has more than one alt mode and at the end of your turn flip the upgraded character into another mode now we, again we're not to get ahead of ourselves we're gonna we have more triple changers uh does the is this doing enough for you, Sky? Because it seems like getting the free transform for those guys is pretty important. Um, Not necessarily the new ones, just in general, I mean.
1: <laughs> it's going to be hard. To, like, You have to play to get to this card, because as it stands now... So the only two triple changes I really like this on are, well... I mean, if you can get the stick on Sandstorm, it's decent. Mm-hmm. It's good on Astro Train regardless, in my opinion, because you only of the train mode, I think you only need one, or the, the spaceship mode, you only need one upgrade. Right. So it's good there regardless. And then I think it's pretty good on Blitzwing.
0: Well, the problem uh, is, is that for Astro Train, at the very least, this is not a May at the end of your turn. You must, so you would have to transform out of that mode or, but you're going to
1: want to attack in the train mode anyway. Right, yeah, attack the, in that mode and
0: then get back into the... Whichever... Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head which one's the one upgrade mode. I think it's the spaceship.
1: Yeah, his... I mean, we can get to this later, but... Mm. His downside is that... I don't know that the three the three upgrade ones are ever going to stick in Constructed. Like, you just have to be aware that your opponent could... Yeah. Just destroy one of them and ruin your... Like, just kill him. Yeah, because so, like, he'll
0: be exposed
1: on defense. Right, so you need a way to basically, like, again, he's like an extra padding attack drone magnet. So as long as you have those, it's fine. Um,
0: and I, I mean, guess... yes, I guess. <laughs> if By some definition of fine, only because then you had to have those.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, I guess the short like, I can't see there being, I mean, unless there's other trouble changers or... I mean, mm-hmm. because they say more than one alt mode, like things like whatever uh, they would consider um, over like
0: overlord type characters to be. Right. Um, I think they're leaving it open for that down the road when six shot overlord and those sort of guys show up. So the short answer
1: is I don't know, but I don't think this is playable. <laughs> it, <laughs> if that if that is an unfortunate answer, I'm sorry, but like it yeah, it just doesn't.
0: Much. It's cute. So you would need. To me, you need a scenario where you want, so it allows those triple changers to coexist in a composition that also contains another character that wants to transform basically every turn. Now, the problem is, is that a lot of those triple changers are high enough star costs that who are you pairing them with that also wants to transform, provides enough value. So in my head, I'm thinking, say, Blitzwing, you get in in one mode, And then you transform either to stealth or brave so that you can either protect him or defend as appropriate and then trigger happy, I guess, so that this way you're not tying up your flips. But that then necessitates that if you don't see this or implies that if you don't see this thing, now your whole flip sequence is out the window and you could be up a creek just because you can't do all the things you need to do in the time you need to do them.
1: And we've seen in testing that he's just a
0: very weak attacker. You have to keep him in the brave
1: mode all the time.
0: Right. Well, and that's why I was thinking for this, you could potentially get in in one of those other modes, get back into brave mode. Um. But again, you you have to have this in order to pull that off. Yeah, I meant if you
1: didn't draw it. I meant if you. Didn't oh draw yeah,
0: yeah, it yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um. Now there's the potential that we're going to see other triple changers, but yeah, it. As compared to acute reflexes, which I felt was kind of like a hair behind where it is, this one feels like it's it's a step behind acute reflexes, where it needs to do even more than it already is. But depending on the other triple changers, maybe not.
1: I just think this needed to have green on it if it's gonna be this if it's gonna be this like niche.
0: Yeah. If it's that narrow, I agree with you. Um and in... Now that you said that aloud, yeah, I definitely could picture a green pip on this, and it would be perfectly fine. I don't think that would be ridiculous at all. No, I just think, I think because I think those decks basically have to have this card, and they
1: aren't going to have
0: them. Unfortunately, yeah. Those times where you don't, you're going to feel real bad. Right. So, uh, I think that does it for Conversion Engine, unless you had any other last things to throw in. Nope. So, from there, we have one of the official previews and that is crowbar uh it's a double black pip card no stars as compared to the sound wave one it gives plus two attack it's a weapon and when the upgraded character attacks scrap this card after battle so combo grenade launcher primary laser with double black pips i guess if you hit a transformer enough with a crowbar it just snaps in half yes <laughs> I, I guess um I'll be honest, I'm not very excited about really any of the, the Black Pip cards in Siege 1 or Siege 2 so far. I mean, some of them are are clearly better than others, but I'm not incredibly enthused by most of them. Do you feel differently about this thing, Scott?
1: No, I mean, we have our 4x4 four four grid that we can discuss again if we need to. But Well, I um... think it,
0: it's worth bringing up the uh, abridged version, because it's, we're going to be talking about a lot of these Black Pip cards.
1: I mean, I still think we're in a situation where if the meta is heavily armed, that the use of black becomes extremely worse uh because of course, because you're you can just never I mean I guess technically you can flip enough blacks to have attack to have Pierce equal to your attack, and then it would be essentially it, it's this the number of situations where this is going to be better than getting an orange is rare correct on attack, and obviously it does nothing on defense.
0: That's the thing, is it, the way I, I'm looking at a lot of these is that you, I'm trying to think of the, the most, the cleanest way to put this, that it's almost half a pip, so you, you're getting your plus one attack or plus one defense, and they do their thing. But when you have a black pip, it's only like a counter pip. You only want it against those blue decks, so if the blue decks aren't relevant, it doesn't matter. Whereas the orange or blue, for lack of a better way to describe it, are good in all matchups. Kind of things like you can still do your game plan,
1: and yeah, whereas this want, is
0: necessitating a specific matchup.
1: Yeah, it's low. You want low attack characters to get this mm-hmm. that weren't going to do damage over their def- their inborn defense,
0: right? which it, given that we already have cards such as grenade launcher and a number of other things odds are you're going to be able to push that attack value just by virtue of oranges or static attack buffs or whatever over most defense values anyway even as from playing blaster a lot you'd be surprised how often you can get a 3 a static 3 attacker to double digits and just go okay I'm getting there
1: yeah i just feel that like an off color grenade launcher would be better than this in every single situation
0: and that also confuses me i don't i get that it's a double pip so i guess inherently it has a certain threshold of power because it has two pips on it regardless of what they are but i don't see why this scraps itself at the end of combat i don't see why that that's really necessary. or and i mentioned this offline but in general I feel most of the black pip cards need at least as I'm looking at it right now and I I could be totally wrong by the time we get the whole spoiler but most of them seem as though they need on un- either white blue or orange attached to them
1: for constructed I feel like these are yes. totally for, for for limited
0: Yes when we shift over to limited things completely change and having those would make it <laughs> We're talking a totally different story there <laughs> Yeah I just don't see this playable constructed right um what about for limited since you brought it up is this your uh you're excited about opening this guy or this card Yeah, i
1: mean you would you would play it for sure
0: i think i I think I, I i think
1: i think the fact that it scraps itself actually helps you in limited because it goes back in your deck and you shuffle so
0: quickly yes yeah that i can definitely see and i think they they've mentioned that they being wizards that obviously as we started out with the focus on various limited formats, but that the black pips do have a role in that capacity. And that is maybe not, I don't want to put words in their mouth and say it's the primary design space for it, but it certainly was a factor. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's move on from crowbar. Cause I think we'll, we'll beat that one to death. Uh, the next up is defensive configuration. It's an orange pip utility. The upgraded character has an extra armor slot. And when you put this on a character, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an armor, play it onto the upgraded character. Uh, I would feel a lot better if this was an armor itself and then granted some sort of defensive bonus in addition. But it's a very narrow field communicator, I guess. Clearly, there are, you could plan things on top, but this one seems really weird. <laughs> Do you feel otherwise, Scott? No, I don't think this is playable. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to be very excited to open this one as my rare. There's a lot of hoops,
1: lot of hoops to jump through that, that like, I mean, if it's had a blue pit, maybe. I still probably wouldn't play it, but the fact that it has an orange pit makes it even worse, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get the idea. You double up armors, you get yourself some bashing shield protection, but, uh, I don't know.
1: At the cost uh, of your utility slot.
0: Yes. But if you were to have two decent armors, I think in a defensive build, I think that's reasonable. But I don't know if it, if, see- it, if, it,
1: if it let you play an extra armor out of hand, it might be a different story because you yes. can get back like the rock paper scissors types armors and mm-hmm. not take up your turn. Like if it gave you like a new design's ability, it might be. I think it would be better. This is just like you have too much setup for like like you said a non static card that doesn't just doesn't do enough. It's like. Yeah. How much plate is tooth claw quality? I mean, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, if it had a blue pip, it may be because then, you know, the the wave three megatrons of the world that care how many. I don't think he wants a thing. And he, off the top of my head, and I, I should have looked at this, I think he just wants three upgrades. He doesn't care yeah. if it's necessary. So then that way, okay, well, I have two armors and this. Whatever. It's fine. It still triggers the strafing run it's after train also after train also yes um Mm -hmm. but i don't think that's enough i will say i like the artwork i don't know there's something about the artwork looks cool to me Mm -hmm. um moving from there we have another official preview designated target another double black pip each of your characters gets i almost said plus two pierce two until end of Mm -hmm. turn be a lot better well (laughs) you can't have everything (laughs) um i actually don't mind this one out of all of them but that's comparing them directly this was previewed in conjunction with the constructicons or maybe not it was previewed alongside a suggested constructicon list and i think that's reasonable if you get a wider small guy build such as the Constructicons or pick your combiner team of choice. It makes sense because then your guys that only have base to attack. But again, since it's double black pip, it's not helping you on defense. Then those guys just croak. Is this doing enough? I'm not sure, but I at least see where this is going as compared to say crowbar.
1: Yeah. Um, if you anticipate the meta for Siege Four or for Siege Two being blue-heavy, you could play this main deck. Otherwise, it's a sideboard only card, in my opinion. Yes, for for that style of deck. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what you need to ask yourself is, let's 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 talk on color and say the deck is blue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you have and and you are playing Constructicons. You're a six-wide deck. This card essentially against a three wide deck going what second or whatever should say essentially your guys are doing at least six damage. Right. The question just becomes is if you're playing on color, like a bigger they are, or a leap in a battle, can't you get there you're gonna get there against an orange deck anyway. So again we're back to the same pierce grid of it's only good against defensive decks. Right. Again, I understand, like, if you're attacking somebody, even in an aggressive deck, that happens to have, like, three armor, or, like... I mean, two is not
0: unreasonable for some of these guys where a random Constructicon has three attack. You attack... I mean, the first guy that's coming to mind is Barrage, but he probably won't be in, in alt mode, but let's just say he is. He has two defense. So, it... It's fine, <laughs> I guess uh, but it's I, giving all the
1: it's giving all your three power attackers plus one attack like it's, that's what I mean like yeah it's not that's all it's ever doing. like that's all that's what Pierce all it ever does. like it's yes. only ever getting over your opponent's armor like and and if you're low to begin with, chances are you can just play an action that's giving you a higher static attack, which is always gonna have play against orange decks. And is likely going to be whatever the power of that action is minus two against the defensive deck. Like that's where you need to figure that out, and that's why I feel like right. it's a sideboard card. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Constructicons did have a problem against like aerial bots, for example, was a lot of their problems. So well, like, this would they, they had a lot of problems,
0: her. not just aerial bots.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I get blue, where you're going? Blue decks, well, blue decks as an aggressive deck. Blue decks was their problem, so I can see where this would fit into the sideboard of Constructicons and maybe help them.
0: But if they, I mean, not to go too far down that path, but of specifically Constructicons, I mean, do you, if you're a base orange Constructicon build, you're going to board in this, I guess. And if you're I mean, base blue, yeah. you should already have a billion pierce effects, or that's what you're going for. So I guess hypothetically, you just throw this on the pile.
1: I think it's a sideboard card mm. that may see play. Like, I, 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 that's what I, that's the way I see it now. Because I just don't think that, like, you still have to attack with multiple guys to to get the pierce effect, and I think that's the thing, like, I can just... Yeah. I get that you're you're taking a turn where you're attacking with multiple guys at once, so you can't... You don't have more than one action phase and more than one upgrade phase. Right. But, like, how many times is this going to be better than the bigger they are?
0: Like, well, I think I, it's certainly not, not going to replace <laughs> it, but it gives you six the bigger they are's. Mm-hmm. Because, you'd obviously, you know, if you're playing a primarily blue, splashing for these as your, you know, your blanks, quote-unquote, that it, it gives you those extra copies so you can find it, because they are playing of games where we've all stared at, it, like, if I just drew one, I'd get there, but you never see it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I just... So, yeah. Cyborg card in my opinion. Yeah. um Do you feel it's playable and limited, just because the double pips? Oh yeah, it's definitely primal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it's a common, so expect to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the next one up- two oh. is is good enough with yes. a double black clip. So right, right. Uh, next one up is guarded posture. So this is a new armor. It's an orange armor that gives plus two defense, but minus one attack. Now you were real hot on this, if I recall correctly, Scott, when it first got previewed. Are, do you still feel the same way? Yeah. So for all the people out there who are doubting that, well, why would I not want to do more damage, especially given, well, right now we're looking at a whole lot of orange everywhere. Uh, what What's so great about l- sacrificing that attack for the extra defense? Two
1: things. Let's compare this to Erratic Lightning. Plus okay. three, minus one. So if we assume that's the right ratio, where three attack equals one defense, we're ahead in that game, right? Because we're not getting minus six attack, right? Yeah. So clearly those ratios are completely out the window when it comes to this card. Um like so far out there it's not even funny. Um the big thing is just that like I think you can build a deck in a way that there's you're going to have more overkill than you are, oh I I missed by one. You're going to remember the situation if missed. Well, by one.
0: everybody always does.
1: Right. But in my opinion, more overkill occurs than than missing by one, and you're getting a static two defense at all times. I mean, I think if this was blue, it'd probably be too powerful.
0: Yes, um, I could see that,
1: but I don't, I really see barely any downside with this card at all.
0: So other than oh god, it being
1: orange, other than being orange.
0: Well, yeah, it. To go back to our earlier point when we were discussing Pierce, if you drop this on a two defense guy before you factor in blue pips or anything else, that's four defense? Like, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a a pretty solid chunk, a pretty, pretty sizable wall that your opponent has to climb over before they actually start pushing damage. Now, of course, everybody out there, I'm sure, is screaming at either their monitor or their their phone or wherever you're watching or listening to this, well, what about bashing shield? Yes, there's always that caveat for every armor. But this seems like a reasonably solid armor.
1: It has a two on it. I mean, that doesn't exist very often on armors that stick around. I,
0: I was about to say that, yeah. There, there's very few instances in general of that particular number on the blue side of things. Right. I just think I just think the
1: numbers are not equal. Like I think this could be minus two plus two, and I would still probably play it. Like I just feel like this is completely slanted in favor of the defensive deck to mm. the point of like uh, I don't know. Like I don't know if it'll make decks because it's not green, and a lot of armors that people play are green. If they're going to be that route,
0: uh, so I think I that understand. may be a more damning thing for it than anything else.
1: Yeah, but I I, I don't. From a pure numbers perspective, like I, I don't know how this is not a great card.
0: Yeah, it I like I said, I anticipate the fact that since you can't rely on it and we're we're long since past wave one where it's okay, well I just play reinforced plating because that's what I got, or body armor or whatever. Now you have alternative options and while the plus two is great, if you don't get to play it, it doesn't matter. Right. So, uh, and again, as you pointed out, since it's not a blue pip, you could run into some weird inconsistencies constructing your deck where, again, you're if you're trying to be defensive, maybe you don't have room. Or maybe this ends up making aggro decks in order to, like you said, it, if you're typically overkilling by a billion, who cares about the minus one attack? This just blunts one of your opponent's attacks and buys you another turn or forces exactly. them to have a burn, a direct damage card somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've... They, we've all had games like that where it's like, oh, I Grim... Well, Grimlock's not a great example, but get in with whoever for a million, crush your guy, and most of the damage goes wasted, so... Here, your guy may live to see another turn.
1: And there's situations where your extra one armor saves your guy from, from dying, so two is definitely going to happen more often. So. Well,
0: that and it also changes the numbers for those direct damage cards where the one, yes, you live, uh, or maybe it, the two means that instead of surviving with three health, you survive with four. So now they must invest another attack, not just a card.
1: Yeah, I think aggro and aggro matchups, so this is going to be a very good
0: card. Yeah, we've already seen the, what Ramhorn can do. Now he can't pump this out, but bolster has been growing in popularity so i could i could see this being in some boards or maybe even main decks. since you know you can always just flip it on combat Mm -hmm. exactly uh any other thoughts for guarded posture scott nope all right so we'll move on to hidden fortification so this is another secret action no uh faction affiliation this time it's a blue pip and you reveal it when one of your characters defends. And when revealed, that character gets tough three until end of battle, as opposed to end of turn. So, tell us about the new evasive maneuver, Scott. <laughs> Remember how when we review, when we used to talk about
1: Battlefield Report and I said it was going to be ubiquitous in Blue Decks and it's really not, because in reality, it doesn't actually increase your defense much more than you probably would have.
0: Yeah, unless you didn't. had the double blue you and you could have gotten one anyway. Right. So like I was wrong about that. hmm I'm
1: this one you get a bunch of defense. Like guaranteed from right. your blue deck. So this to me, as now is could be at first glance the most staple card I think so far in the set outside of a character that might see play in a bunch of decks like this should be almost like, ubiquitous in the in the metagame. I, I just fail to see how it, it can't be.
0: Now, are you saying in. So let me ask you this, then it is th- obviously it would be included in there for a number of reasons. And there I'm referring to Shockwave builds. But is this the cornerstone? Is, the, is this the missing piece? For that build? Because I know that guy was very popular and you were looking at him for a long time.
1: The builds that
0: multiple made top
1: eight and one of them made the finals of a larger event. So yes,
0: I think it's definitely <laughs> good there. I mean, it's clearly going to be good, but it while it did perform well at Gen Con for, for that one event, and then it, it it was played by, I know at least one person in top 32, it was then played again at... Oh the largest qualifier outside of gen con that I'm aware of I don't know and you would know better than me how much more frequently it has been appearing obviously people are trying it but I don't know how much success people are having i, I mean, take it back it was one at the large London event I was about to say that as it, as I was saying it I'm like wait didn't it do well somewhere else but so clearly it's gonna make an appearance there it's a good secret action in general but you're saying it's gonna where every blue deck is gonna be looking at this thing i mean your guy gets essentially three to four defense if you're a blue deck no i'm, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you i'm <laughs> i had started out with i mean we've seen everybody's seen evasive maneuvers at this point and i don't think anybody was too excited about that card and i that is probably where people's minds are going to hence why i'm drawing this out uh one of the other notable pieces is that there's no current way to interact with your opponent's secret actions other than you know activating them right so exactly yeah so that evasive maneuvers dies to bashing shield and then you just get kicked in the teeth this will provide it so in i mean i guess they can have a gyro or something like that to turn off tough specifically sure but other than that, you should be getting your defense out of this. You're getting your money's worth. Yeah, this card's great. Yeah, I I mean, I'm, g- shocked at, I'm shocked. I'm shocked it's blue. To be honest with you, that's how good I think this card is. Does that turn you off at all? That you, <laughs> since you started off with the battlefield report analogy or or uh, opener, do you think does that make you second guess yourself at all?
1: <laughs> I mean, I only thought battlefield report was really good when we were talking about preview cards as mm-hmm. soon as i started playing with it i knew what the situation was.
0: oh like. i i mean since this card happens to be blue and you had said that you're surprised that it also has a blue pip does that set off any warning bells in your head that like they needed to go that extra length in order to make it playable
1: it's probably the end of combat instead of end of turn thing because that way like wider decks don't get you don't get the effect multiple times but yeah I can't see a situation where this wouldn't be your best action play for the turn as a defensive deck unless you could have killed something that hasn't attacked yet through direct damage. Makes sense. Um and like unfortunately, whatever, like multiple actions in a turn, this is also going to be really powerful.
0: Well, yes, we've already seen that any deck that can play many actions in a single turn are, they're typically happy to see secret actions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's much else to be said about this thing. Is there anything anything else you want to add on this one? I just think it's going to be
1: it's going to be the most played card outside of specific characters that I feel like we're going to cover.
0: Right, makes sense to me. I mean, we still have a lot of set to go, so maybe there's going to be other ones at that level. I understand Uh, now. Yeah. But speaking of other impactful cards, let's talk about involuntary promotion. So it's another black pip card. You choose one of your characters, you return another character that has the same number of stars or fewer from your KO area to the battlefield, fully repaired, move the damage counters and upgrades from the chosen character to the returned character, and then KO the chosen character. So basically, you just, you pick somebody who's equal stars or less and swap them. Yes. Seems, it seems okay, Scott. (laughs) It seems okay. Okay.
1: This is the most powerful battle card I've seen in the set.
0: I would agree with that.
1: <laughs> Can you um, tell,
0: tell us why, Scott? <laughs> tell us what everyone has won.
1: I mean, Battlemasters exist, so.
0: Yes, that, that, should, that should, should jump obvious. out to everybody immediately.
1: Um, this is another sacrifice outlet plus value for Battlemasters. It does change the attack order. Likely cannot be played like on turn two. And and early, like a piece for tyranny can, but but will definitely help in the mid-game.
0: I guess you, do you think you're required to have a target to return? So you can't just play it to kill the battle master. How does it read? So it says, choose one of your characters, return another Uh character that has the same number of stars or fewer. And then you blah, have blah, blah. to
1: do that part first. You have to do things in order. So if you don't have the return part, you can't do the rest.
0: It would just stop. It's like, well, go. the the very first thing is choosing one of your in-play characters. That doesn't do anything. Right. So you would choose it. Yes.
1: And then you can't do the second. It's like writing computer code. Hmm. Like if you, I assume I, I've been wrong before, but I assume it's like writing computer code. Like, you do a yes. You can choose a character. We got that part. You you haven't lost the game. We got that part. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um. If you brief you can't do the second part, then you just stop. Yeah. So you can't return a character. Yet. I think you just stop. Right.
0: I'm sure that'll get clarified pretty quickly, but that's how I would yeah. expect it to work as well. Um, uh, so you can't get that free battle master uh, activation. But sorry, I interrupted your thought. Go no, 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 no.
1: It's fine this is just ridiculously battle masters this is just like i mean what you have to understand is it's a it's a it's sort of like a it's not insane and broken but it's like a a swap parts sort of for the guy you're sacrificing right um because the the new the all the upgrades go on so you get double use out of the up so that's powerful so you're just basically moving all the upgrades I'm assuming you're sacrificing a tapped character. Let's let's just put that out there. Like, yeah,
0: barring weird circumstances, that's probably going to be the case. So, at absolute worst,
1: this is like a swap missions that kills the guy instead of tapping it, which obviously is a much bigger cost, but and moves the upgrade. So, like, you can look at it that way, where it's a swap missions that moves your upgrades. Worst case scenario, except for you actually lose the guy. So, like, right. that's the minimum way you can look at this card. But then there starts to get scenarios of Battle Masters involved, and now we're at extremely high power level. So, like, mm-hmm. that's why I say this is the most powerful card. It doesn't mean it's going to be the most played, because I just feel like only certain of types course. of decks, and I don't know what they are yet. Like, I mean, they're going to involve Battle Masters, but, like, um, you have to basically have a deck similar to like my general Optimus build, where you have like the same star costs going on with a Battle Master, right? Um, or like a four Y deck that uses a Battle Master, things like that, where you're gonna get serious value out. I can't. I haven't thought of a lot of scenarios where non-Battle Masters will see advantage over this. Again, over I still function. That's the key. Right. The key is when is this more powerful. Than I still function, and the only time I can think where that's the case right this second is the battle master situation. But I may be wrong; like I just haven't thought of all the scenarios yet off right. the top of my head. But but like at first glance, the only time it's more powerful than I still function is with battle masters.
0: Now, the only other scenarios that I was thinking of offline, uh there are two, and there may be others only because I didn't actively go through card by card in the app to try and determine, but. Uh, We were talking about it offline. What other things care when one of your guys gets KO'd? And there's crash landing, which I I don't know if anybody's going to build a crash landing deck around (laughs) this thing, but Uh maybe we'll just throw it out there. I mean, the the guys that the bots that you would want to pop with this in conjunction with crash landing may have a decent star count, may have a, a decent attack, and then you just go, okay, this is a five direct damage action or seven direct damage action if that exists uh the other thing is trypticon so because of the revenge abilities which we are i guess yeah
1: we're
0: we're kind of of assuming that there will be more uh we've only seen the ones to my knowledge that correct me if i'm wrong but i think the only ones we've seen are on the the trypticon mini bots but even there you know returning you know you pop brunt to bring back full tilt or wipe out whichever one's the the one that plasma bursts and bring him back into play oh i'll destroy your weapon or armor get him with this guy the yeah. the shock guy and then they have to run into it right it seems reasonable now the, the black pip in that build i don't know how much it's going to matter maybe it will because you want to potentially be blue splashing for black pip so that your little guys will you know ever do anything of value. But yeah, I agree with you. This seems to be, so far, (laughs) the swingiest one, swingiest card that we've seen up to this point.
1: I guess the other situations are, if if you sack, for some reason, like a low hit point character, that has a bunch of damage on them, and then all the damage transfers to a higher hit point character where it's not as much of a factor, you're basically like, Oh, this guy's gonna die anyway. I might as well just swap it for a guy that I'm gonna get back that now is gonna live an extra. That's right. not irrelevant. And the same thing would happen if you're just swapping for a better attacker, also. Like I'm gonna swap my chop shop for a better six like I don't think you I don't think would play this, but like obviously the I swap my damage chop shop for a undet for a now newly damaged ransack has value there as well so other characters have the ransack ability but right. again I still think I, I still think I still function just better there but those are the types of situations where I think you could also see play as like if you're just basically like a low hit point character for a higher hit point character
0: you're just making a better trade at that point right I wonder I want to say there might be something weird you could do with Elite 1 with this but i don't know probably (laughs) i'd have to i'm only thinking of this now so i apologize everybody out there listening or watching that i didn't have something lined up but i'm writing this down to think about for later uh because there there may be something weird with that where you can keep chaining these or because my thought process as it started was if you get back and this was because of what you were saying scott say you you pop one of your characters you get with a bunch of damage, you bring back someone with less health, they're going to immediately get KO'd. Right. What does that do for you? Is there something you can do that's interesting there? I don't think so, because I don't think there's any triggers that say when one of your other characters is KO'd, zap their guy, or plasma burst their guy, or or one-shell-stand their guy. It's just the Elite One scenario, so... I'll have to think about that one. I don't want to drag it out. <laughs> yeah, but she could use her leap a battle ability
1: on the character, which is, in my opinion, hard to pull off because she usually dies on your opponent's turn. So now she would die actively. Hopefully, whatever she would play off the leap a battle, I mean, a uh, leap of faith ability, right. would be active on the new character. So, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about her. That's yeah, a good she- combo with her.
0: I, I apparently as Dan is Dan in chat, I don't think he's in chat. He's not, but he dubbed me the other day that apparently all that evil's getting put on me and I just come up with all that nonsense. So, um, yeah, it's fair. Fair <laughs> I'll right. have to come up with those at some other point, but anyway, uh, any other thoughts on involuntary promotion? I actually think that I don't know what it is about the artwork. It's not, there are some cards where I look at the art and I'm, I just say, wow, that's really cool art. Because it's just really impressive the way it's composed or drawn or colored or whatever. I don't know. I just really like this art and there isn't a whole lot going on. It's it's just two bots standing there looking at each other. But I don't know. I like the art on this one.
1: Yeah, I think this is the most powerful I've Yeah. All right. From a battle battle card
0: perspective. Yes, Right. So we'll move on from there. We'll talk about minor med kit or med, minor medic kit. It's another double black pip. The, it's a utility. The upgraded character has plus two health.
1: And the next character and the next battle card we're going to talk about is. Yep.
0: Yeah. There's not a whole lot to say about this one. Um, limited. I mean, I do like the uniqueness of the plus two health. I'll I'll put that out there because I really like energy pack. This is another way to do it. I I don't think I really want a card slot on this in constructed though. That's way worse. Yeah. Oh, I. I, yes. Um, No no arguments there. So moving from there, we have Pincer Movement. It's a one-star battle card. It's an orange and a blue pip. When one of your Decepticons attacks an enemy this turn, you get an extra attack this turn, but only with one of your other Decepticons against the same enemy. The first thing that I saw when this was revealed, I think it was on Facebook. I don't remember. Somebody, what was that?
1: The sound, the sound wave. Thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Sound wave, and just get a whole bunch of untaps, and ideally do something really mean, and just eliminate an opposing character. The next turn. There, there right. are there are challenges for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you. So hypothetically, you're gonna get. Let's say you do it with uh, laser beak. You can get in for Pierce two, untap or i uh, get him for Pierce to get him with soundwave who may or may not be big enough to close the deal there cuz he does have a base 6 but you're not going to get your action for the turn because you'd be playing this and then if there that character is going to be exposed next turn get him with laserbeak again or you know if you do it on a wheel turn you get that on tap you and on you the way get in immediately right. i think that's a, you can, what was that I, sure I mean, it's a good use. The problem is is that I don't think you can rely on that because it's another star card. So how many of these are you running in a deck where now you've already taken up 16 stars between Soundwave and Laserbeak, 17 with this? Like, yeah, it,
1: successful successful Decepticon decks are wide if they're aggressive or Shockwave if
0: they're... Um, <laughs> that's, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: if they're not... So like, I just don't see the getting extra attacks does not matter because as much because your opponent still gets to defend multiple times. So it's only good against other arch decks. And like, if you want to do this, just play a wider team. Like, I don't see the use for this card as it stands right now.
0: Let's just put it that way. It's a uh, a budget all out attack. Yes, I guess or a
1: or a budget going second. Like I don't. I don't
0: well, know. there there is that option too. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it, like... the sound wave thing, like I said, is cool. I uh, and I'm excited because oh, there's something that that plays well with sound wave. But yeah, I agree with you. Right now, unless we get additional untaps or other ways to abuse this effect, and even if we do. How many of these are you running in your deck? And can you consistently count on finding it to do the thing? I, I don't well, know. We, we
1: said we said back then, that like, Soundwave, Ratbat, and another cassette leaves you a star card. So maybe we could try it with this being the star cards.
0: Well, we yeah, you, you certainly cards. could, but even then, it. my complaint is the inconsistency there. You're, it's the one... If your deck hinges on finding that one of... That's a problem. No, it'd be,
1: it'd be a three of at that point. Like, it'd be a three it would.
0: That point. Well, Ratbat was what six?
1: I want to say. Yes, yeah, so you get six. Okay, yeah. Five, so you could. Yeah. Okay.
0: When you said one star card, it, in my head it was just literally one. Um, and it also does help Ratbat because he cares about multiple pip colors. So maybe. Sure, that's well, the only
1: reason I can see where it matters.
0: Yeah, as of right now, that that's where I'm going with it. Also. Yep. So, moving from pincer movement, we have our last battle card, unless I missed some, which is entirely possible. Um, we definitely have gotten more characters than y- Yes, so far. Uh, so, the last battle card is point position. It's a black and blue pip. It's a utility, and the upgraded character has brave while tapped. If I had had the foresight to do this in a different order than alphabetical, I may not have finished with this card. <laughs> Just this saying. This
1: card's okay. This card's okay. It's like bravery. But well, not the,
0: as good. Well, that's the problem. Even with the... It, having tried Bravery actually a lot recently, one of the big advantages is, okay, well, I'll I'll slam it on a uh, bot so that it can defend post-wheel in right. the turn where your important characters would be exposed. This gets turned off as soon as that happens. So, womp womp. Right. It's not yeah. good,
1: but that's what you get for slapping black pips on cards.
0: I guess. And unfortunately, (laughs) because I am on the lookout personally for a lot of either orange and black or blue and black pipped cards for a number of different decks. And even in those, I'm not, I don't think I'm very excited to play this particular one as the actual card text, which is kind of a recurring theme for a lot of these. Mm -hmm. So, um, excuse me. So, as I said, those are all the battle cards, unless I miss them. And if we did, I apologize. We'll clearly circle back and bring them in for a future show we we
1: we previewed the one the the orange one so yes well we we don't usually go
0: over those those. i i was going to close out with if you want to see the ones that we previewed uh you want to head over to VectorSigma.info, and they are already live by the time this is hitting your ears yep so uh we're definitely looking forward to more of them coming out and our next episode is going to include the bot characters from this reveal cycle. Is there anything else you wanted to call out before we close up shop for this particular recording, Scott?
1: No, like we said, the full spoilers on there. Um, is on the site in organized technically by like release date, unless I accidentally moved the cards around. So <laughs> um and again, shout out to all the kind con- influencers, I guess I'll call them, that have if- we have the list of them. Uh, yeah, if you're watching it visually on there, or if I didn't mention them by name, um, for those listening audio, we but we have the list available on the on the YouTube. So
0: yeah, I I try and make it a point to have them up there, give people credit where credit is due, and like Scott said, shout out to everybody who's been revealing everything. It is exciting when these sort of things are in the hands of not just us or or the first party, but all content creators to get all of their initial thoughts and excitement. In whatever media they happen to produce so yep. uh, that'll do it for this particular episode but as i've mentioned multiple times already definitely check out the next one where we're going to go over all the bots and i think that does it so as always thank you for listening thank you for watching and please tune in next time for more tech talk hey guys dan here from vector Info. we wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one, or Verse videos, or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.